We are your evening explorationists. Allow me to show you something. Welcome to an episode where two average and definitely unqualified college students analyze and reflect on lessons in literature and relate them to past, present, and future experiences. And for more cool shit, hit up our website listed in the description for more episodes, merch, and well, even more cool shit. Hey guys, it's Nate. And hey, it's Cody. And we are two college students very excited to dive deep into these podcasts, and we hope you enjoy. I think you'll enjoy it. It's our second episode ever. It's on uh, Defeating Desire. And today we're going to start about the choice of Hercules, uh, the Greek legend. Um, Before his righteousness and fame, Hercules was pondering what he should do in life. Uh, So, while on a walk, he came to a fork in the road, and on one side, there was a very bright path. It was filled with flowers and beauty, and he was greeted by this god, Kakia, who is desirable. She's just not to be objectified, but she is a piece of work. She is everything you could imagine, um, everything you can desire. And she said, if you come with me, come to this path, your life will be silky smooth. Paraphrasing, obviously, I don't know if they had silk at that time. But the second path was darker. And he was greeted by Arete. He was a confident, upright, and very direct um, type of goddess who said nothing that is really good and admirable is granted by the gods to men without some effort and application. This is important because she basically said... You are about to suffer if you go down my path. And he, spoiler alert, (laughs) he took the dark path. He took the hard path. And this is where uh, the Greek legend of Hercules becoming the the demigod, the, the, you know, this righteous character when he went through the 12 labors, including slaying the Hydra, capturing Cerberus, and and Epictetus actually, (laughs) it's funny, he tells his students that Hercules cleansed the earth of monsters without complaining. So if he can do that, <laughs> I'm sure you can do your little tasks throughout the day, you know, stuff like that. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? No, I think that's really interesting. And I think when whenever you were saying the, the fork in the road, you got me really thinking about um, this one uh, Robert Frost poem I read in middle school. Um, and it kind of goes like, Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And that's from Robert Frost's uh, The Road Not Taken. Uh, and in his poem, he, he really talks about how he took this road uh, less traveled upon, and he was able to make that difference in his life. And if you look at the likes of um, entrepreneurs in our world today, like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, they they didn't get where they were by following what everyone else was doing. They took that uh, road left less traveled upon, and they were able to really make a difference. And look at us now. They have made some of the most world-changing um, creations uh, that have really influenced our lives. And you know where I think that starts? I think that starts with creating habits in our lives. I completely agree. And Marcus does this he he does this he uses this mindfulness and he looks inward at okay he sees he he reads this about hercules and he says okay how can i be this how can i be this legend um to some degree and epictetus says it best when he says a man's worth can be measured by the things upon which 
upon which he sets his heart. And the very stoic, um, very stoic outlook on it. And um, Donald Robertson, the author of this book, which I mentioned the previous episode, he he goes deep into habits about um, some things such as evaluate the con- consequences of your habits or desires in order to select which ones to change, to spot early warning signs so that you can nip problematic desires in the bud, gain cognitive distance by separating your impressions from external reality, and do something else instead of engaging in the habit. So basically, he's giving you a, a loadout of things to combat this um, these unhealthy desires. And if you want to be that great, you got to start small and you got to start with your habits. Yeah. And I, I think to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek into what we might be working on next, um, this kind of looks at, um, have you ever heard of the law of attraction? I have. Yes. You have? Well, for the viewers who, who might not know what the law of attraction is, it's essentially, um, on a daily basis, you're thinking about these ideas of um, positive versus negative um, and what you might be looking for in your life. Say, for example, um, I want to be a millionaire. Uh, I'm not going to be thinking to myself, I don't want to lose all my money. I'm going to be thinking, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. And so, obviously, you're not going to wish it true, but each step that you take in your life Um, because of these positive thoughts, you're going to be thinking um, about the next step to take to become that millionaire, to become that person. And that relates back to the quote that you just explained of a man's worth can be measured by the things upon which he sets his heart. If you or I set our hearts to um, making a lot of money, having a great family, whatever it might be, it'll come true with the law of attraction. So I think that really, I think that really relates to um, uh, the habits that you just uh, listed for stoicism. No, that's a great, that's a great addition. Um, but just to dive into the habits that um, Donald Robertson states is, first off, evaluate the consequences of your habits or desires in order to select which ones to change. So Marcus relates to this in his writing, in this meditation where he writes out you know, his problems and what he does. And one um, recommendation they say is to write out the habit and how many times you do it and then how pleasurable is it and what's the outcome. That's also part of that mindfulness of looking in at the habits and what you do. Um, Once you select which ones to change, you want to spot the early warning signs so that you can understand it, understand more about it and can change it. Now, this is really important. This is, this is, the the staple of mindfulness is gain cognitive distance. It's separating your emotions from external reality. So looking at it from a rational point of view, if you saw someone else do it, would you continue to do it? Is this contributing to your goal? So you can break down and understand it completely on a totally neutral, emotionally neutral level. And then distract yourself, do something else. If, if you have that time block where, you know, you usually watch TV while you eat and you change it. So, you know, maybe you check your phone while you eat (laughs) that that's a different habit. So you're checking emails. So you're somewhat productive instead of just watching TV. So that's the habit part of it. Um, and habits really link in with desires because desires are, um, empty pleasures. And this is, this is what, um, we were talking about in the previous episode with Lucius versus Marcus was he was consumed by desire 
And people still confuse pleasure with happiness and often find it difficult to imagine another perspective on, on life because you get so sucked into this one thing that's all you know that you can't get out of it. And that is technically a habit because, you know, your chemically involuntary response is to do this thing at a certain time based on the way you're feeling or the way of the prevents the events have progressed. And Marcus used hard work and dedication um, to fulfill his, the, well, the Stoics call it eudaimonia, um, which is authentic happiness or fulfillment because, you know, he worked hard like Hercules, he found purpose, and Lucius, well, he used materialistic and social things. So what have you seen uh, in your life, you know, around us in college that might relate to this you know, incredible story, this story of righteousness of taking the hard path over the easy path? Yeah, man, it's, uh, honestly, it's really easy to, uh, sit back and take like understand that it might have been easier to uh, go and party go and hang out with people go and not get involved um, but for me um, I've always been raised on the lesson of hard work you work hard hard work pays off and you will live a fuller and better life I've never been taught um, specifically the story of Hercules but it it all kind of makes sense now where um, these 12 labors uh, can relate to things that I've seen in my life where I've been involved with family issues or work issues or professional, personal, whatever it might be, all those type of issues, me overcoming them have been my quote unquote 12 labors in my life. Now on a more um, like specific basis, I think um, it's easier to talk about uh, like college and the situation I'm in now where it's easier to sit back and understand that uh, it's it's easier to um, go home, play video games, uh, watch TV, hang out with friends, go to parties, whatever it might be. But what about that that harder side of things? Those the the side where you're involved, you're meeting people, you're making connections on a regular basis. And I've chosen that path. And to be quite honest with you, it I would never change it for the world. I have met so many new people. I have gotten involved so heavily at school, and I think. It uh, has made all the difference in my life, and it's made me the person I am right now and uh, the person that I will be in the future. Uh, taking that harder path is so much more worth it than taking that easier opportunity and sitting back and not really fulfilling your potential, and I think that's what a lot of it is. So say you have a rough childhood, you know, it's you're kind of born into it, so you're not necessarily taking the hard path. You are born into that path. But it's where you go from there. It's how it's where you make that choice. So, in essence, you are just Hercules right now when you're growing up. You're Hercules without the fame, without the title, without the labors. You are just Hercules walking on that road, and you come to the the point. And honestly, I think college is a great is a great fork in the road where you can either take the hard path, you can dig in, you know, you can use that moderation, and yeah, go have parties, but then ultimately understand that that can be good for social events but also you're there to learn and that's where the hard part is because it's like you said it's easy to go and live that life then you have to make that decision once you've gone on that path so it's really it's really what you make of it as you go older and I think that's kind of alludes to how people grow up in a sense that's what really growing up is and 
talk about that mindfulness of when am I going to grow up? You know, like, where am I maturing? And it's really when you make that Hercules moment, your Hercules moment is when you mature, when you take that hard path. You, you make the decision to forget about that habitual easy path and take the hard one. And again, moderation is everything because, again, we're not saying you go to college, you're not allowed to have, you know, fun, whatever it may be, whatever, it, if it's involvement or if it's just partying, whatever you consider fun, again, nothing is good nor bad, it's only relative to your goal, but make sure your virtues come before your mental breaks. And, and we, we come back to the river analogy where, you know, life is always a river as Stoics see it and, you know, you have to accept that the river will flow no matter what. And you find these sticks, right, in this river every couple of meters or whatever. And every time you see one, you dock to the side, you check it out, and you bring it on your boat and you keep flowing down the river. And once you have enough, you know, you're going to make a dam and it's going to stop. It's going to slow. But ultimately, if you use those branches for something else, you can make a bigger boat. You can float down the river easier so that you can accept it more. So that we can relate that gathering of branches as habits, as you're creating, you know, your environment of how you're going to be successful and how you're going to float down that river. And I really, I really wanted to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. So I think uh, another important point um, in uh, relating to your point about uh, branches uh, on this river, on this uh, river of uh, stoicism in life, is that uh, each branch represents an experience in your life where um, you can either pick up these branches and they can slow your potential uh, and slow your growth as a person by building a dam, or you can use these branches and have them act as a catalyst for your growth as a uh, person and professional and by building a uh, by building that boat that you had mentioned in uh, in your relation and so I think ultimately it comes down to the choices that you make with the experiences that you have in your life whether it's uh, you're gonna have them help you grow or have them slow you down it really comes down to what you choose and the stoic uh, outlook you have on uh, these branches floating down the river of stoicism yeah that idea of mindfulness of choosing which branch to pick up is better for your virtue is is really also what it comes down to, to go for that well it was a fantastic second episode um i'm gonna conclude it by giving this quote which says wickedness can be had in abundance easily smooth is the road and very nice she dwells but in front of virtue the gods immortal have put sweat long and steep is the path to her and rough at first but when you reach the top then at length the road is easy hard though it truly was that's it for this episode. Come back to listen to some more unqualified philosophical views and other cool shit with your evening explorationists.